0: Just blown through so much of his fortune is because he spent $150,000 on, on, on an octopus. On an octopus. I don't know if it could dance or it had nine tentacles or what. Uh, octopus was hundred and fifty, dollars yeah. That must have been some octopus. Seemed like a good thing to buy at the time. You see, you run out of money when you start doing that. Uh, how much did he spend on his pyramid tomb? Uh, I had more to say about the
1: octopus. um, Are there cheap octopuses? Or is like the, the run-of-the-mill 150K? I, I, don't know. I don't actually know. I've okay. never
0: looked into the purchase and or lease of an octopus. Actor Nicolas Cage began collecting animals early in his career, in addition to owning two albino king cobras, which he purchased for $270,000.
2: Prices range for octopi are twenty to to $1,000, with the bulk of pet octopi priced between thirty
0: and one hundred dollars huh. You know, part of me wants 30, to... not 1000. No, 30, like in 3 10 dollar bills. Yes. So this was an exquisite example of uh, Octopusus uh, Magnum, <laughs> or something. It can play the glockenspiel with all eight arms. <laughs> it did better. <laughs> yeah, he reportedly spent 150 grand on a pet octopus as an acting aid, okay? He also owned a shark and a crocodile at one point. 270 grand for two albino king cobras. That one's hard to. Whew. He's an odd duck. You think? He bought the Shah of Iran's Lamborghini for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars at an auction in nineteen ninety-seven. That was right after he'd done Con Air and Face Off and made just oh, yeah. crazy money. Yeah. And the car had only had one owner, the Shah of Iran, so he was the second owner. Had less than two thousand miles on it. I don't think that's why you buy those cars. <laughs>
1: Low miles. (laughs) Good deal. I mean, uh, the tires are almost new. (laughs) Yeah. It's got ice cold air conditioning.
0: (laughs) He upgraded the speakers, so it's pretty good. Pretty good. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. I did that with my car. Anyway.
1: Oh, he bought a dinosaur skull. That Uh, would be cool. That's the first thing. Although I used to raise tropical fish as a kid. Uh was really into it for a while. Then I, you know, Solved moved on to girls and sports and my fish kind of the tank might have gotten mucky and my mom had to
0: take over the job. It was, held your interest until you discovered masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: for instance, uh freshwater. freshwater to not salt ba- water. go back to our previous more wholesome conversation. Yes, freshwater. I'd love to do the saltwater thing though. Yeah. I just I find I don't know the variety of creatures. I might get me an uh, an octopus. Maybe even spend 50 60 bucks on
0: it, but 125? Not so much. 125 These large. Self proclaimed history buff and Nicolas Cage allegedly once outbid fellow actor Leonardo DiCaprio for a 7 million year old Tabarasaurus skull and spent $276,000 on that. It turned out to be stolen and he had to return it to the Mongolian government. Though. Damn it. Ah! According to uh, other reports, he has a collection of pygmy shrunken heads Dor. on display in his home. Nice shrunken heads. Um, where's the exit? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it sounds like a fun
1: place to hang out, though. You can just wander around. Look at his octopus. Look at his crocodile. Look at his uh, albino snakes there. Ooh, wow. They're taking a... some shrunken heads, a dinosaur noggin until he has to give it back to Mongolia.
0: Wow, those are the pictures of the shrunken heads. Those are gross. Well, you know, it's people, it's, it's yeah, you that's know, grim. you killed other human beings, chopped off their heads and saved them as some sort of souvenirs. What right. happened there? Right. Doesn't Doesn't Nick Cage seem like the
2: type of guy too, that if he had a pet crocodile, it would be like a free range one.
0: Oh yeah. It just walks around yeah. the house.
2: Yeah. just kind of <sighs> roams the backyard. Yes, he, uh, definitely.
0: When he had, when he was more flush, when he had more money, he had a comic book collection worth more than $1.6 million, including Action Comics number no. one, which includes the Ooh. very first appearance of Superman. Wow yeah he spent one hundred and fifty grand on that alone. God, I would think you'd do this a couple of times. And then you'd think, you know what, it doesn't give me the, it's not quite as i I'm not getting the jazz I thought I'd get out of this. Well, right, yeah. It's not quite yeah. as, as much fun as I thought it would be.
1: I bought those snakes six months ago, and now I really don't get any satisfaction out of them. So, you know, maybe, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. I don't even look at my octopus anymore.
0: Or, or even own them in the comic book, unless, you, if it, unless it's an investment, that's a different thing. But sure. in terms of, like, the coolness of having it, if you think, you know what, it's not as cool as I thought. I've looked at it a few times, but.
1: Right, right.
0: Ah, there's an empty man trying to fill the, you know. He also
1: empty part inside of him.
0: He also has Detective Comics number thirty-eight, which introduced Batman's sidekick Robin. So that's part of the reason his comic book collection was worth so much money.
1: Oh, we have the president commenting on the Nunes memo. Is the memo out? Nope. My phone was going crazy there a minute ago. Oh, was it? I wasn't paying attention. I was texting a friend, a lady friend.
0: Uh, you were texting a lady friend. Yeah, oh, she's a
1: friend and she's a woman. Okay. Um, and let's see. Uh,
0: house memo states
1: that disputed dossier was key to FBI's FISA warrant to surveil members
0: of Team Trump. Yeah, Washington Examiner says house intelligence memo released! Release the hounds! In the memo. In the memo. So can we download it somewhere and start reading it? I'm on it. Huh? I'm on it! Is it going to be legal mumbo-jumbo? I don't know! Is it four pages, double-spaced, big words, big font? Big margins. Maybe some pictures. Oh, my. (laughs) Because I don't don't want to do a lot of reading. Uh, uh, Sure. Sure.
3: I I think it's terrible. You want to know the truth? I think it's a disgrace. What's going on in this country, I think it's a disgrace. The memo was sent to Congress. It was declassified. Congress will do whatever they're going to do. But I think it's a disgrace what's happening in our country. And when you look at that and you see that and so many other things, what's going on, uh, a lot of people should be ashamed of themselves and much worse than that. So I sent it over to Congress. They will do what they're going to do. Whatever they do is fine. It was declassified. And let's see what happens. But a lot of people should be ashamed. Thank you very much. Okay. so the Wall Street
0: Journal's you know, headline on it is it allegedly shows surveillance abuse. Um, right. You know, that'll be in the eye of the beholder, as you've been talking about all morning long. I suspect uh, rather strongly, yeah. I, I I guarantee you there are going to be lawyers, good, smart lawyers on the cable news channels telling you this is nothing, and good, smart lawyers telling you this is absolutely an abuse of power that mm. you should be afraid of, um, which will be troubling. Now, is this a separate story? The Wall Street Journal has breaking news. Thousands of texts reviewed... By the Wall Street Journal, lay bare the lives of the FBI FBI agent uh, and the lawyer accused of bias against Trump and others. So is that a different story, or is that this? I'm seeing no mention of the texts in the coverage of the
1: release of the memo. So
0: the text just happened to come out at roughly the same time?
1: Apparently. What do you have on that?
0: Uh, Well, I'll bring up the...
1: Strzok and Page, the Joe and Mika... Of the Justice Department.
0: So I guess we'll get to that in just a little bit. We'll try to get our act together on that. I mean, you could Google it yourself, but you, you been you're trying gonna need, for decades. You're going to need <laughs> to get your act together? Yeah. You're going to need it filtered through our minds. Joe almost went to law school. Right. All right. Came so,
1: really close. So, <laughs> I, had, I had the applications. <laughs> Did you take the LSAT? No, I took the other one, Hmm. that law schools are now letting people in from taking the GMAT. You took the GED, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that too. No, I didn't take the LSAT. Okay, um, I should, think I once claimed that I had, but that was just misremembering because it was a long time ago. Should
0: we do C O the W? Take a break and then come back with what's going to change America forever?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, beautiful uh, ladies. Oh, we're breaking first. Oh, I
0: thought we'd do C O the W. That's what I was. Afraid. Didn't you listen to him out of the side of his mouth? I was talking out of the side of my mouth, so only joke could sorry, hear me. It was
4: the code. It confused me. <laughs> right. uh,
0: only joke could hear me because I had my hand right here. Right. Should we do clips of the week and then? Right. Fra- Yes, let's take a fond look back at the
1: week that was. It's Cal, Clips of the Week. And the Grammy goes to 24-Carrot Magic Bruno bars.
2: Two guys, slabs of pork, I think they were just like cut in half, and some were just kind of flopped over, so it was on the handlebars.
1: The State of the Union is being delivered
0: by Donald Trump. The two of them just
1: kept
3: looking at each other going, you're not a cop, are you? The people dreamed this country. The people built this country. And it's the people who are making America great again. What he is doing brings tears to the eyes of the Statue of Liberty and instills fear in the hearts of people who are concerned about our dreamers.
4: Wow, the Russian interference investigation has itself been interfered by Russians. It's like a turducken of treason. Mm.
0: Okay, so one of the headlines I got for you. This is from the Wall Street Journal. All the text messages are out. Seven thousand text messages are apparently out, or at least the Wall Street Journal got to look at them mm-hmm. between Strock and his lover. Including the sexy ones. Uh I haven't seen anything about the sexy ones. This is kind of interesting. I hadn't heard this one um, about how much he hated the Russians, Strzok. effing F the cheating MFing Russians, he texted in late July. Bastards, yes. I hate them. Yes. I think they're probably the worst, texted Mr. Strock to his lover. Effing conniving, cheating savages at statecraft, athletics, you name it. I'm glad I'm on Team USA. She so got that. Gung-ho! He definitely hates the Russians. But also texting about the presidential election. OMG, I'm so depressed. His girlfriend replied, I don't know if I can eat. I'm very nauseous. Here's the summary from the Wall Street I Journal. I feel
4: like that
1: every four years. You get over it after a while.
0: <laughs> Here's the summary from the Wall Street Journal. This is interesting. And then when we come back, we'll get into the memo. Because this is all coming out at the same time. And it's all important. Listen to this text critical of Mr. Trump represent a fraction of the roughly 7000 messages, which stretch across 384 pages that the Wall Street Journal had to read and show, according to the Wall Street Journal, no evidence of a conspiracy against Mr. Trump. Rather, a broader look shows an unvarnished and complex picture of the lives of an FBI agent and lawyer who found themselves at the center of Harley charged probes. So the Wall Street Journal's summary of it is no evidence of a conspiracy against Mr. Trump. Huh? Okay. I'm hoping there's some sexy stuff. <laughs> now, that came out and the memo has come out, and we'll try to get into that uh, in just a few minutes. Yeah, plus the really shocking
1: story of uh, an elite Baltimore police squad that was up to high crimes and misdemeanors You know, as they were supposed to enforce the law.
0: Well, you know when you hear somebody was shot by the police and the story is the person had a toy gun, and you think, oh, jeez. Yeah, well, tragic. it would seem at least sometimes police carry toy guns and plant them on somebody they shot so they can tell that story. That has it happened. How often does that happen? Well, more on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: This is Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.
3: The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. So we got dual tracks going here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I have the memo in hand. I don't know which is the most important. Because they've got, so the, uh, all the text messages are available. The Wall Street Journal has looked at between the FBI agent and his lover. About the Clinton investigation, Trump, you know, secret society, all that different stuff. And then also the memo, hashtag release the memo, portions of it have come out. So we got both going at the same time. I, that can't be an accident.
1: No, I wouldn't guess it is, although I'm not sure who is trying to accomplish what by releasing the texts
0: right now. Just flood um, us with information you know, all you, at
1: once. I, I don't think the texts are nearly as important as the memo, just because it's impossible to prove a negative anyway. And that just because they didn't say, now remember, we're going to conspire against Trump tomorrow. I mean, that's not
0: proof. That... Well, I've read over enough of this. I think it's pretty unlikely they were conspiring. Fair enough. So
1: let's uh, let the evidence lead where it leads. But the House Intelligence Committee has released its controversial memo. Here are the key points. Oh, well, for those not hip to it, I'm sorry. It's it's too easy to assume everybody's as into this as we are. And you're, yeah, you're mentally ill if you are. The House Intelligence Committee, thank you, has released its controversial memo outlining alleged abuses of secret surveillance by the FBI and Justice Department. In the Trump Russia investigation, pol- using essentially the investigation as a political weapon against Trump and his peeps. The Steele, do- here are the key points. The Steele dossier indeed formed an essential part of the initial application against Carter Page, a one time unpaid Trump advisor, for a FISA court uh, 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 permission to spy on an American. Which is super a no-no unless you have this very special approval. So the Steele dossier was an essential part of the initial application and also the three renewals of that application. Andrew McCabe confirmed that no FISA warrant would have been sought at all without the Steele dossier which included a bunch of different stuff, including Trump making Russian hookers go wee-wee on the bed because that's where Obama slept, which is just patently ridiculous. But there was other stuff that's substantially less nutty in it. But just one more real quick point on that. The political origins of the Steele dossier, that the Democrat National Committee took it over and paid $12 million for it, Were known to senior DOJ and FBI officials, but they didn't mention it in the FISA court applications.
0: Is that because it doesn't matter? Uh,
1: This is the liberal media here, folks. Jack making excuses for this obvious attempt to hijack the Department of Justice for evil purposes. Uh, I don't know if that sort of thing generally is. Well, you'd think if you're submitting a document to the court saying, hey, we got this here paper. Says Carter Page is on the take from the Russians and Trump too. And the judge didn't say, Where'd you get it? Or you'd think that would be part of the application. Um, but I'm, I suspect there's a great deal more to be said on this topic. Mm. DOJ official Bruce Orr met with Steele beginning in the summer of 2016 and relayed to the Department of Justice information about Steele's bias. Steele told Orr that he, Steele, was desperate that Donald Trump not get elected president and was passionate about him not becoming president.
0: Okay, now that's the first time I've heard anything like that. Okay,
1: this is, is that new? former British spy Steele who wrote, the dossier yeah. paid for ultimately by the DNC. Is that
0: all new information? Because that's the first time I've ever heard
1: that. It's the first time I've heard it, and it's said to be one of the key points in the classified memo. And the guys. Formerly classified.
0: The guys at Fusion GPS, which sounds like where I'd take my wife for dinner if we like that kind of feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, the guys from Fusion GPS, they claimed in that op ed piece in the New York Times that Steele had no idea what this was about. We didn't tell him. We just said, hey, we want you to look into. Trump's business dealings in Russia, they didn't know what it was going to be used for, who was paying for it, or anything when they hired him.
1: Hmm. Um, well, by the summer of 2016, he was passionate, practically obsessed with Trump not becoming president. Right, and his writings were what was used to go after Carter Page and thereby uh, all sorts of Trump officials and spy on
0: them. Uh, the FBI- And if you're passionate about making sure Trump's not president, you would be. A lot more susceptible to believing crazy stories, um, right? Um, that are it, anti-Trump than than you might have if they were anti-Hillary.
1: The next point bothers me a great deal uh, now, and it bothered me a great deal during the Obama administration. Um, the resistance by various uh, executive branch um, uh, agencies, for instance, the Department of Justice, um, the resistance to any oversight by Congress. It it became horrible under Loretta Lynch and. Um, you know, I was, I was reminded this morning that that Loretta Lynch-Bill Clinton tarmac meeting, mm-hmm. nobody ever would have found out about All it. All right. But for one reporter in Phoenix who saw it happen, happened mm-hmm. to be there at the airport. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, the FBI and Justice Department mounted a months-long effort to keep the information outlined in the memo out of the House Intelligence Committee's hands. Only the threat of contempt charges and other forms of pressure forced the FBI and Justice to give up the material. Once Intelligence Committee leaders and staff compiled some of that info into the memo, the FBI and Justice Department, supported by Capitol Hill Democrats, mounted a ferocious campaign of opposition, which we've all been listening to to this day. Interesting. I'm going to keep digging, see if any more key points have emerged.
0: Well, what can you tell us, Marshall? When's the whole thing coming out?
4: It is coming out in dribs and drabs. I've got a uh, Fox News update on what they found in the memos. So okay. We're going to get into that. President okay. Trump is saying a lot of people should be ashamed of themselves because of all this. You should be ashamed of yourself. We've got a, the father attacking sex abuser Larry Nasser in court this morning. We've got the full exchange for you now. And more proof that sitting is the new smoking. Oh, no, leave me alone. Absolutely. Leave coming me alone. up. Coming up. So I'm standing
0: here with a cigarette dangling out of my mouth. (laughs) Sitting's the new, taking a load off. I'm tired. Wow. It's going to take like a day or days for lawyers to pour over this, I imagine, and really let us know what it means. Yeah, I don't know. It's only four pages. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. St- I'm clouding the waters today with a side story nobody's paying attention to but me. The memos that were released and the uh, Wall Street Journal is poured over. But listen oh, to the this text. One. The text, text yeah. yeah. The text. Joe has the memo. I have the text. So here's here's an interesting text from Strock to his girlfriend about how the hey, F- baby. Remember this on Clinton's emails, whether they were classified or not? Right. There was a little C on there that yeah. means classified, yeah. and then people were arguing that no, that doesn't mean that, or it does blah blah blah. Strzok texted his girlfriend saying um, that the FBI had missed that there was a little C on there, indicating they were classified. DOJ's very concerned about this. Holy cow, if the FBI missed this, what else was missed? Hmm. So hes he is, it would seem from that text, he believes the FBI really screwed up by not catching there were little Cs on Clinton's emails. Wow. But DOJ picked up on uh, it and was really pissed.
1: Wow. Wow. Is it
0: really that easy that, that those kind of mistakes
1: were made mm-hmm. well it's amazing to me i don't want to leap to conclusions even though that's you know kind of what talk radio is but in reading the memo i will tell you this the long and short of it is that dossier as the virtually the only reason the real reason that surveillance of an american citizen was approved not once but four times ...is incredibly thin gruel and really weak justification for doing something which we consider to be abhorrent in this country... ...which is the federal government spying on people
0: needlessly. Let's get the latest from Marshall, then we'll discuss.
4: I was just going to add to what Joe was saying. Fox is reporting. They took a look at the memo, and it claims, they say, the FISA court did not have the full picture... About sources, methods, and who was financing the dossier. It goes on to say, some of the surveillance warrants could never have been obtained if the court knew the person behind the dossier expressed a strong anti-Trump bias to a DOJ official.
5: So
1: if it were known that this was, A, a partisan political document and the alleged authority on the the consorting with Russia was a, the, you know, vehement right. anti-Trumper, they wouldn't have approved that. You know, I'd like to hear a judge say,
0: yep, that's right. Are you looking at the four-page document right now? Yeah. What does it look like for people who haven't seen it yet? Is it like something you can sit down and read? Oh, or? sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a fair amount of legalese here, but it's not completely impenetrable.
0: Is there a lot of black bars covering up names and stuff? Or
1: um, No, actually, the only black bars I can see is somebody has crossed out um, top secret something or other and uh, stamped unclassified instead. Okay.
4: Back to Marshall. All right. Tr- President Trump was telling uh, reporters at the White House this morning after
3: the memo came out. The memo was sent to Congress. It was declassified. Congress will do whatever they're going to do. But I think it's a disgrace what's happening in our country. And when you look at that and you see that and so many other things, what's going on Uh, A lot of people should be ashamed of themselves, and much worse than that. Oh, here's
0: a question for you, since you're looking at the thing, and I realize Mm -hmm. you haven't read it. So is it single space, lots of words, or could you get through this in a fair amount of time, four pages? It's ten minutes worth. Oh, really? The whole thing? Yeah. Um, Have you come across... I read
1: pretty quickly, but it's... Yeah, it's... it's uh, There are paragraphs, you know, a bunch of paragraphs Uh and sub-paragraphs.
0: Have have you come across anything that even (laughs) seems like it could possibly be national secrets that's going to harm the united states that everybody was concerned about
1: oh that's an interesting question no
0: that was the whole argument yeah. for not releasing
1: it right well, that was the initial argument then the argument was well there you know it's a part of the story that right. ends up being uh, misleading that part i could believe no i it's funny you should ask that because i haven't come across anything that i thought wow that's how we do that no it just seems fairly mundane here's another paragraph that might interest you the Carter Page FISA application also cited extensively a September 23rd, 2016 Yahoo News article by Michael Isakoff, who focuses on Page's 2016 trip to Moscow in July. The, this article does not corroborate the Steele dossier because it's, it's, it's derived from information leaked by Steele himself to Yahoo News. In other words, the FICE application yeah. says, you got the dossier, then you got this Michael Isakoff story that corroborates it. Well, the, the Isakoff story was leaked by Steele, and the people who did the FICE application knew it.
0: So that's sort of like when we, we say something and then say,
4: broadcast reports,
0: say. Yes.
1: That's right. <laughs> yes. When we just said it. Right.
4: <laughs> All right, switching gears. The sentencing of Larry Nassar is back underway after the father of three of his victims charged at the former USA Gymnastics team doctor. This morning, Dad, Randall Margraves, asked the judge for five minutes alone in a room with Nassar. Here, here's the exchange.
2: Grant me five minutes in a locked room with this <laughs> demon. <laughs>
4: I have Would a feeling that I, I, that is not yes how our or no? no, sir, I can't. Would you do give me that. one minute? I, you know that I can't do that. That's not how our legal well,
3: system. I'm
4: Deputies tackled Margraves. Nasser was not harmed. The father was put in handcuffs and taken away. And now the judge is saying no way she'll punish the father of the three victims. Glad to hear that. Who tried to attack the disgraced doctor. What? As
1: long as the deputies are okay and everybody's all right. Let's he, just... he didn't resist the fight with the deputies. Right, let's take just him and everything be right. adults and move along. So I, what... I have
0: more blockbuster stuff, by the way, on the okay. memo. We'll move on then. Okay.
4: All right. One last note. Office employees could lose five and a half pounds a year if they just stood at their desks. Yes. New study in the European Journal of Prevented Cardiology. Found Damn heroes. Mind your own business. Find study participants who spent six hours of their day standing as opposed to sitting. burn 54 extra calories a day. That means you'd lose five and a half how, pounds. How many extra? 54. 50 calories. Yes. All
1: right. And you end up with, you know, varicose veins and, and worn out <sighs> hips and knees.
0: How about I sit and eat one less spoonful of cereal at it? at night or whatever. 50 calories, big freaking deal. (laughs) I take one less bite of something (laughs) yummy, and I'll go ahead and sit all day long. Right, right. What does he do? All
4: right, that's right. Fake news. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting and Getty Show, the voice of the West. All right, back to
1: the memo. Before and after this Steel character was terminated as a source by the FBI because he leaked stuff to the press, he maintained contact with the Department of Justice via then Associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr, a senior DOJ official who worked closely with Deputy Attorney Attorneys General Yates and later Rosenstein. Shortly after the election, the FBI began interviewing or documenting his communications with Steele. For example, in September 2016, Steele admitted to Or his feelings against then candidate Trump. When Steele said he was desperate that Donald Trump not get elected, was passionate about him not being president. Uh, this clear evidence of Steele's bias was recorded by Orr at the time, subsequently in FBI files, but not reflected in any page of the FICE applications. During the same period, Orr's wife was actually employed by Fusion GPS to assist in the cultivation of opposition research on Donald Trump. Or later provided the FBI with all of his wife's opposition research paid for by the DNC and Clinton campaign via Fusion GPS. The Orr's relationship with Steele and Fusion GPS was inexplicably concealed from the FISA court. You know, I will tell you this. Judy doesn't really have anything to do with my job here, except on very, very rare occasions and not in a significant way. I got nothing to do with her job. I know who she works for. They're nice people. They're friends. But that's it. You know, my wife could be doing Apple research on Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, or Genghis Khan, and I, you know, it wouldn't have anything to do with me, honestly. Um, but that is so
0: weird. I was just thinking, if you want to do a fun experiment in media, you should watch Hannity tonight and Brian Williams tonight. Watch them both. Just watch the first 10 minutes of each, mm. and you will see, it, it'll be as if you've landed on different planets, I guarantee you, in terms of the interpretation of this stuff. Which is troubling to me because I want to know what's actually going on.
1: The FISA application relied on Steele's past record of credible reporting on other unrelated matters, but it ignored or concealed his anti-Trump financial and ideological motivations. I will just tell you this, and I am absolutely going to wait with enthusiasm for the Democrat response or filling in blanks or however you want to characterize it, because I'm not, I'm not rushing to think the worst of the FBI or the vice court or anything like this, Although uh, anything like that. Although, as a libertarian type, I, I am acutely aware of the tendency of governments to overreach and abuse these powers, so I want to make sure they don't. But if the government got approval to spy on me as an American citizen based on a crank who is being paid by my enemies, and that was the entirety of their justification for spying on me and the doj knew he was a crank being paid by my enemies and concealed it from the fisa court that would be unforgivable
0: yeah yeah it's a problem it is uh it is amazing to me how some people are uh uh, particularly on msnbc but you see it in the media are um Making these pronouncements about our revered FBI as if they've never done anything wrong in the history of the FBI, often against the left. It's and the FBI's right. got a pretty sketchy past. Right. Maybe nobody's sketchy now, I don't know. But, I mean, come on, don't act like it's impossible. Yeah, no kidding. The FBI's done some pretty awful things throughout their history. Other thing's coming up in just a few minutes on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Carry a compass. Armstrong and Getty. The
1: Voice of the West.
5: Chairman Rogers, uh, you are the most recent chairman of this committee that we are talking about. You are a Republican. Mm. What are your thoughts? You've gone through it. Uh, and a former FBI agent who actually right. did Title III applications, which is the application to get a criminal. Uh, the version of a FISA warrant in criminal court. So I've been through this process. I don't see anything in here that was overly classified other than the classification came from the, the fact that this came from a FISA application which is secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with this is, and this is what I worry about, so the, the first thing it succeeded in doing is having the FBI Agents Association come out and make a political statement on a document like this. This is
3: so rare. I,
5: I have to tell you, that almost breaks my heart to even hear that we've gotten into this place. This is a group of people that are, they certainly they have political views. They never get up in the morning and think about that when they're doing an investigation. Uh, and that bothers me more than anything, mm-hmm. just seeing Tom O'Connor, the president of the FBI Agents Association, who's a good guy and a great agent. Uh, that bothers me more than anything.
0: So it- so, man, that's, it's all... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I'm positive is going to come out of this is people are going to be more skeptical than they even were before about politicians, the FBI, the media. If uh, Putin has got to be very happy with the results of him getting oh, yeah. involved in our election yeah. because we have less faith in all those three things I just mentioned, the FBI, the media, and our politicians. Politicians couldn't get much lower to start with. Media was struggling. The FBI was in pretty good shape. They've taken a huge hit over this. Whether fairly or unfairly, most people who've lived through this are not going to look at the FBI the same way as they did before. Correct. Yep.
1: Hey, just a quick bit of breaking news. Uh, Rasmussen daily presidential tracking poll showed a substantial jump in approval rating for the president up to 49%. Um, and has disapproval under 50%. That's the second poll that has disapproval under 50% that's come out this week. That's interesting.
0: Well, I know what that is. That's people getting more money in their paychecks.
1: Yeah, that in the uh, State of the Union address was viewed really favorably by most people who actually watched it.
0: How long can he go before he steps on his own
1: tie? <laughs> Not long would be my guess. Says so
0: something completely crazy in a yeah. tweet or a statement somewhere.
1: So I'm continuing to dig into the memo, but so much is going to be said about it over the weekend. We'll be on it big time Monday, and and Sean has a very very special feature at. Uh, That really needs to be done today.
0: Today, February 2nd is, and this is only, you should only know this if you're under eight, Groundhog Day. (laughs) But it does bring up a famous movie with Bill Murray that I enjoyed very much in which he woke up to the same day over and over and over again. It was really pretty interesting. And I am fascinated by the philosophical conundrum of how many
2: times did Bill Murray relive that exact same day?
0: I didn't realize this had caught on as a philosophical question on the internet over the years. How would
2: he end it? Did he find a genie or something? No, he he improves himself. He he, oh, he okay. learns life's lessons, and he and Andy McDowell they live happily. Remember ever after. He even enough.
0: remember he even drives that truck off a cliff with the gopher in it or the groundhog in it. Yeah, he mm-hmm. and he, he still wakes. He I'm still wondering. wakes up the next morning. No. Oh. So he goes he, through that period of I like the period of time where he's angry about it. And he punches that guy in the face, and he lets the person fall out of the tree. And he tried that, but he kept waking up the same place every day.
2: Oh, so if you're only going by the very minimum number of like alarm clocks they show, the the least possible days is 33. But there's several more subtle instances that kind of say, you know, how, how long has he been there? Like when he's talking to Andy McDowell about him learning to throw cards. How long does that take? Six months.
4: Four to five hours a day.
2: And you'd be an expert. So it's at least six months. He dies many times. And stabbed, shot,
3: poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned.
2: And he's seen (laughs) a Clint Eastwood movie a hundred times.
3: I've seen it over a hundred times.
2: So those are all kind of little subtle ways to let you know that he's stuck in this thing for a long time. Huh. I think it's somewhere between 20 and 40 years. And learned to play the
0: piano expertly, which would take many years. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: That's a good one. Fascinating. Hey. You guys gonna do your uh, your final thoughts now hmm? give uh one last little amusing one line equip. quip hmm? yeah hmm? maybe even a valuable life lesson discerned from the new stories of the day yeah
0: yeah okay you guys go ahead and do that now here's your host for final thoughts joe getty they
4: gotta be brief let's get a final thought from everybody michelangelo if you're walking the streets and you overhear any natalie wood tips please contact authorities <laughs> you can remain anonymous <laughs>
0: hilarious
2: Positive, Sean, your final thought. <laughs> haven't watched a football game all year. It'll be interesting for me to go
0: to the Super Bowl and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I did that last year, and it worked out fine. Worked Super. out fine. Marshall
4: Phillips, final thought. Gotta say, beautiful timing. The memo, of the text, all coming out on the eve of Super Bowl weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's trying to jerk us around? Yeah. They Them.
4: are. Who is?
0: They. The, the they. powers.
2: <clears throat> With their skull rings. Jack. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Marshall. Oh, no, you did oh, it. Jack, final thought. If you haven't seen the movie Groundhog Day, I highly recommend it.
1: I like Groundhog. Yeah,
0: it's, it's really pretty entertaining. Yeah. Mm. My final thought is, as you take
1: in and read or whatever the coverage of the whole memo thing, pretend for a minute you don't belong to one party or the other. Pretend you don't have an opinion on Donald Trump. Just try to understand what happened.
0: What? It's fun. What now? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to just pick through it to back my own argument. Exactly. So and
1: ignore th- anything that tends to weaken. So well, when you- I'm
0: at the bar tonight, or run into friends over the weekend. I can shout at them very fa- various facts to back up my side. I might
1: as well be a fish putting on pants and shoes and trying to walk on the land. <laughs> just trying to get people to look at it that way. I just...
0: I, uh, you know, I, I'm tilting against
1: windmills. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. You'll find our contact info there. We'd love to hear from you.
0: So what's your guess on how long the Bill Murray was actually waking up the same day? I think
2: like 20 years in that range. Like 20 to 30 probably is my, my best guess. Wow. that drive you pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, we will see you Monday, and by then, a bunch of different lawyers and former FBI agents will have told us what they think about the released memo, and we'll distill it for you. See you then. God bless America.
3: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not planning Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come. To go. If this Silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven, still doing this show. See you some other time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.